This is Reese, and you're listening to the Point Music Podcast thingy. Hey there, Reese from the Point here. Uh, thanks for tuning in for another podcast. Uh, this episode, we have special guest Mitchell Burt from The Finns. The Finns are a Sunshine Coast band. They've been working hard between Brisbane and Sunshine Coast. Um, latest single, Nothing's Gonna Bring Me Down, so about 13,000 something streams. That, that's no mean feat by any chance. Um, absolutely killing it. Um, lockdown sort of put a little stall on a little things there, but you watch him come back after this. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, Mitchell Burt from the Finns. Yeah, we are live. Mr. Mitchell Burt, how are we? Yeah, good, man. How are you? I'm pretty not too bad myself. You guys have been pretty busy, still in the isolation? Yeah, we've been, um, we've been trying to keep busy. I mean, you can only do so much, like, can't really do anything live. So have to be like productive. You're gonna. Um, are you guys able? Are you guys able to do any of that sort of like live streaming? Are you in that position where you can do that? <laughs> we tried it once. I think it's when the um, when we're allowed to have, I guess, more than, you know, more than one person mm. in the kind of place. But we like tried it once, and that was really interesting. But um, we might try one in the future. But just like obviously, just two people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I tried the whole like thing with um uh, with Nathan Mills last night, trying to do the whole um jamming with each other via sort of this whole not Zoom, oh, yeah. just using Facebook Messenger call and that, and, and it worked. There was a slight lag because he was he was not on Wi-Fi. He's just on like phone reception, so oh yeah, okay. Yeah, there was a slight delay, but it was it mm. it was it was fine. It's doable. Mm. But I haven't tried Zoom yet. I might try that eventually. Yeah, I tried that. I think Thursday. Um, but yeah, it seemed fine. First time I tried it, easy to use, but yeah. Hmm. Seems to be the go. Have you seen that cover your crew stuff? No, what is that? Um, Dale, so um, Mufasa, he started a whole like um, hashtag cover your crew thing. Okay. And um, a lot of these band a lot of the bands are actually or artists have been doing covers. That's what that's what Mules is doing. Oh, yes, I've heard of it. That's what it's called though. Yeah, it? cover your crew, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah. Hopefully you guys get tagged and get be interesting to see what you guys come up with. Yeah, it would be cool actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, we ended up doing a barefoot tune last night, so it was easy for me. But oh, cool. Nace, yeah, nice. Nace never sung reggae sort of stuff in his life, so it was a bit interesting. True. <laughs> hey, um, pretty pretty cool with that that single of yours. Um, nothing's gonna bring me down because you you bought that out in February, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's already got like thirteen and a half thousand streams on Spotify. Man, that's crushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually really surprised that um, you know, got so many in this kind of time, which is really surprising. And kind of like, oh, it's climbing up a little bit, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did I read somewhere that you guys got um, like some kind of play over in the UK as well? Yeah, this um, I don't know. I, I'm not too sure. It's like a it's like a podcast radio type of thing, but it's in mm. um. I think it's it, it mostly um, they show Aussie artists and also like London artists and stuff, but they just featured us on their radio station, which is <laughs> really interesting. Well, did you just get yeah. the one play, or was it a few like bit of a slight rotation kind of thing? They um they played our first single Green Eyes, mm-hmm. and then when we released Nothing's Gonna Bring Me Down, they did that one as well. So it's kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. Green Green Eyes is, itself is, is, hasn't done anything very simple. It's still done like seven what seven thousand seven hundred plus streams. Yeah. For your first single, man, that's sick. Mm. That's mm. well, well yeah. done on that. Um, oh, it was 
to be honest with you, like Green Eyes, I thought was a very brave choice of, of a first single. Mm. Um, kind of obscure because it's it's got a fairly long instrumental to it at the start. Yeah. Which is uh, some people would just go, "What the hell are you doing?" Really come out with a hook like that. But you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you could definitely tell the production. There's a change of production between Green Eyes and Nothing's Gonna Bring Me Down. Mm. I mean, because get me correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is, does Keegan do all the the producing for this or the mixing for this? Yeah, he, yeah, he does all the mixing and records yeah. us as well. So yeah, that's so um, yeah, he does a really good job with it. So you know, yeah. So Keegan, Keegan's a bass player, by the way. So if you didn't know, um, yeah, bass player. Yeah, <laughs> uh, seems to be a running thing. All the bass players doing the stuff, man. Um, yeah. So. Because I just wanted to bring that up, there is there is a big difference in production, sort of between Green Eyes and Nothing's Going to Bring Me Down. Even in sound and tone, was it like was Green Eyes sort of like more of a just a starting out sort of thing, and he sort of practiced on a few other things and changed it, or was it just was it? I think I think we tried to um, we tried some variations of it, but we tried to keep it as um, close to how we play it live. Right. So we just kind of yeah, just tried to like. yeah, just keep it as close as we could to that live kind of energy. So yeah. Oh, it was cool, man. Mm. Yeah, but you definitely, you can definitely tell you back in, in that because you released Green Eyes in November. I think. Yeah, I think actually no, it was in no, January. It was January. This year, yeah. Yeah, so you released that and you followed up pretty quickly. Um, mm. But there's definitely like, uh, is there any difference in age between the songs? Like, it was Green Eyes like a an uh, earlier song? Yeah, I, it was a it was an earlier concept that I did. I think end of maybe twenty end of twenty eighteen. Right. Even. Yeah. I was just like looping just the chorus over and over, and just trying to find like little little hooks and stuff. But then I, it just kind of evolved into what's on the recording. But yeah. Mm. And also to add to that. You guys were lucky enough to do the cube effect before things got shut down. Yeah, yeah. So how do you how do you go about? A lot of people don't realize how you actually have to go about doing this cube effect thing. And I don't qualify because I'm way over the age of 25, so I've never yeah. qualified for this thing. But do you want to mm. do you want to explain how that actually works? Yeah. So you've got to be, um, I guess, at least one of your members or a couple of your members. You've got to be on 25. I think, I think it's 25. 25. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's like one of the criteria, and I guess um, having someone who lives in Brisbane as well. It's another one, mm. and just like it's mostly based around just like Brisbane on an artists as well. But because um, one, um, like one of the artists, has family that lives down there as well, and another one has a partner that lives down there as well. So it kind of just kind of just made that work. Yeah. 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 Mm. So how do because that was basically like a live recording. Or do you do several takes of it, or what? What do you? How many goes it? Do you get at it? We did. Um, I'm just trying to think. We did like we we played live there, so they hooked up all the recording stuff in the mics, mm. and then we just did a take of it, and then we pretty much just like yeah, just did a um, pop of the pops countdown thing where we just just lip synced over <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, was that when awkward? we just played it live? Was it sorry? Was it awkward doing that? A little bit. I mean, like, um, you can only do as much as you can with that type of, mm. um, yeah, I guess, 
trying to listen to yourself. It's, it's the first time I've ever done it. So like, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine, like, I remember filming, um, f- filming Nathan for one of our one of our film clips for Mules and that. And I remember him. He had to scream, but he was lip syncing the scream, so you can. It, oh, it was so weird. Yeah. But um, funny. But yeah. yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to like try to um, pretend to sing because you need that vein to pop out of your neck. Yeah, as well, I can give imagine that authentic look. I think like you wouldn't even be building up a sweat or anything like that doing that sort of stuff, would you? Mm. Nah. Not really. No. <laughs> Hang on, was everyone else plugged in or you're, you're all just miming everything? We're all just playing along, <laughs> I think, yeah. I know. <laughs> if you're there, just be silent. Yeah. And we're just looking at each other going, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no. But yeah, something thank, different, though. Thank God there's no sort of like, I mean, I missed the days of countdown, but at the same time, nah. Mm. Lip syncing shit's just <laughs> not cool. Yeah, yeah. Could have just done a whole Nirvana thing. Have you ever seen that clip where they... Um, t- yes. T- <laughs> Yeah. That was the top of the pops I'll, thing. Yeah, true, yeah. I remember I watched this, I think it was either yesterday, I think Muse, they did a, um, I think it was on an Italian thing, but the, the singer switched with the drummer and, like, they just did this whole random thing. But it's funny what people do to kind of um, protest the whole lip syncing thing. Like yeah. That. Well, when you get to that stage, I guess you kind of can, and no one really gives a, gives a shit, really. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So, um... Obviously, you had plans to release an actual EP around this time, yeah? Yeah, well, we were going to, um, we're, we're still kind of, I guess, in the plans to doing that, but we're just kind of um, perfecting things, I guess, and not doing, I don't know, too much rushing at the moment because we don't really, don't have, like, this time frame's a bit different now, yeah. obviously, because, like, you know, usually put something out and then you maybe do like a tour or something behind that. That's or, right. But um, yeah, we've just had to kind of change our whole um, kind of schedule with it. But um, it's, it's just given us room to kind of affect the tracks as well, which is good. I was going to so, say, would that make you go back and actually reflect on things and change a few things if you, mm, if you wanted to? Definitely. It's good, not, it's good not having that kind of rush, more or less. I mean, people like, there's a, probably a lot of productive people um, who are just putting out a song and just keep like doing that. But um, I guess our way of doing it, we just want the kind of best version of the song. So we're just going, we've got the time to do it as well. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I know a lot of artists are actually something to do um, more of a releasing B material. Oh, yeah. Instead of releasing their A game stuff that they reckon is going to be the pull because they can't go behind it and push it and tour with it. True. They're actually releasing, mm. like, I'm doing it. Um, yeah, true. I think it's kind of a brave thing to do, but also a smart thing to do because it's, it's, you're keeping mm. keeping your music flowing, keeping people engaged, and knowing that mm. you're still producing stuff and putting stuff out there. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, would you guys be doing that in the meantime? Because from what I know, you've got an EP launch in November or something. Is that right? Or was that? There might be someone else, but we we kind of like I guess whenever this kind of um, chills out a bit. Yeah. I mean. It's already already got plans for it, but um, I think I think in the meantime we're gonna I think even next month we'll put out another single, Sick. and then we can just kind of like keep that kind of momentum going, yeah, as much as we can. But yeah, yeah. So would you like to help push that? Would you do like a like a like a live listening party or like a a Q and A thing or anything like? Do you know how like, a lot of people are adapting to this kind of not being mm. able to reach their audience properly? So yeah, how would you approach that? Um, I think, yeah, like a listening party. I, I think I've seen, um, I 
I don't know how, I know it starts with an A, the two brothers, um, they're on the coast as well. They did it like a listening party or like a live thing of Is their Vandera? Yeah, that's them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I thought that was a cool idea. Like they've totally um, embraced like um, an alternative to getting music out there, which is really cool. Mm. Um, I guess there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of routes that you can do with um, I guess the internet and everything like that to get your music out there. But um, that's probably like probably a good go with it. Like just connecting with your audience. Probably the best way to do it, I reckon. Yeah. Like that. But yeah. Because you basically re- um, rely on on music as the income, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, not just with like the things, but doing solo, solo stuff. Solo stuff. Well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So how you how are you coping? Um, yeah. So it's pretty much um, just play for the doll, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and then just just you know, I've got I've got a bit of savings as well, so yeah, um, which is good. But yeah. So, but that gives you, that, like you were saying, like it'll give you plenty of time. So you've been doing some songwriting at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess like it's good to um, at, like when before this I was kind of more focusing on um, booking and just I guess doing more recordings and stuff. But at the moment, I think it's more of a time to start songwriting. But um, yeah, I've gotten I don't know. I've just been messing around with all different stuff but you know it's all experimental stuff but i don't know we probably might not see the light of day but it's something to do why not man release yeah. it and release it underneath a different moniker bring out some electro yeah versions or something <laughs> like that yeah yeah now um when i was talking to you online i, I wanted to bring up the fact that the, the fins kind of astounded me how quickly you, your popularity grew and, and your simple response is that you worked hard for it and I'm not disputing that at all because you guys did. Mm. But um, your approach was basically just, um, from what I know, is to lock down for like six months or whatever it was and not play to anyone. You just rehearsed, rehearsed, rehearsed. Is that right? Well, we did. Um, I, I guess we, we wanted to be more exclusive with like our performances. Yeah. And then um, like we mostly... We played in, I think, Brisbane, like a little bit more than we did the coast. Mm. So when we did a, like, when we did a show at Solba, you know, we'd get, um, you know, just, I guess, contact people such as yourself, like blogs, and doing that stuff, and like kind of build a good online presence with it as well. Yeah. And I guess we also just contacted like different um, media places as well, just to get like a bigger range of kind of people to go see the show really but yeah because yeah, your, your style your, your genre that the fins cover i mean you, you basically to put it simply is like dance rock that's the easiest way to explain it i mean yeah pretty much yeah yeah i mean you got your elements of funk and your dance and your indie and that sort of stuff but the wider mm. embracing is dance rock which is a smart move because like as most people know when you're not when you're playing to a new audience that have never heard you in your life I just want to mm. dance, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. And yeah. I remember the first time, like, because my wife, Sheree, used to work with your guitarist, Joe. Yeah, right, yeah. And um, Joe gave her, her the heads up that you guys were playing at Soul Bar and Front Bar. And that's when, oh, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to go check this out. <laughs> and we walked in there, and it was the front bar was just pumping. Mm. And I just went, all right, yeah, you got my attention now. This is, this is, <laughs> this is cool. And then... Um, 
Yeah, you're bringing out your, your your covers and you did a couple of your originals and then you brought out your version of Let's Dance and I'm like, I'm pretty picky with certain covers. Mm. Beatles is one and David Bowie's another. <laughs> but yeah, you guys smashed that one, man. Oh, cheers. Thanks, man. Yeah. So you reckon Which you're going gonna... like... to... No, you go. Sorry? Yeah, you go. Okay. Um, I guess like, yeah, with Let's Dance, like we, because it's kind of goes within that genre of what we're trying to do as well mm. and it just kind of like it was just like a good fit for the set but yeah well no one no one, no other band really on the coast does the sort of genre that you're doing so you've actually kind mm. of cornered that in a sense that's another sort of strategic move without probably even realizing that you're actually doing it or did you <laughs> it's probably all subconscious really. yeah. but, um, <laughs> no, we just wanted we just wanted to do just our thing and just Make people dance, really. That was the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want to make people move, man? <laughs> like, yeah. you, you talk to some of the metalheads, even they still want to still, still, still make people move. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that was all the questions I actually had, and you answered real quickly. So we can just oh, shout oh. away, right. man. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think. So was it? On the Facebook Messenger, when you're doing um, um, with singer from Mules, what's his first name? Nathan. Nathan. Mm. So you're doing that over Messenger, and it was a little bit laggy. Uh, well, because he's uh, in sort of like Shivalam area, so it's not the okay. reception's not as great. So mm. yeah, there's a bit of latency happening. Mm. Um, I mean, he doesn't have Wi-Fi where he is, so he has to rely on 4G and he has to go outside. So. Um, oh, true, okay. If you're going to be doing this kind of conference video call thing, yeah, um, try, I, I, yeah, you got to be on Wi-Fi to do it for properly. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I reckon seeing the four of you just just doing that, or having like two of you in the same room and then the other two on, on video call, it would still work. I reckon you'd be able to smash. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it might be a good way to just like have a jam or just like touch base. Yeah, well, I tell yeah. you what, it actually felt really good because I haven't played with another soul in a month. I mean, I was yeah. I was lucky that the last gig I ever went to before this lockdown was was my own gig. True. Yeah. So I was very lucky in that regard there, and um, mm. when I got to jam with with my singer, and even though it's not the full setup. It, it was mm. it was still a good release, man. So I, I, I know oh, yeah. I know how it feels for everyone out there that are in bands. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a struggle for all of us, I think. Mm. I mean, it's a bit of, I, I don't know about you, but it's a bit of an itch for me. Oh yeah. Well, last last show we did was um, end of February, so we're just kind of we had one booked in for March, but you know you just see things getting cancelled, and you're oh. going, oh, this doesn't affect us, but it. Obviously, it did. <laughs> That's right. You had the Unleash the Elephant Festival book, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we oh, did. Oh, man. That be, yeah, that was meant to be in March, but um, yeah, but um, that's all right. Things, things happen. So, how did you... Because you did the, um, the band comp thing here. So, mm. firstly, did you feel a bit dirty playing a band comp? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> there's, always, there's always that thing like... Uh, I'm totally, I'm totally against competition things because everyone's a very individual thing. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't like, shouldn't really matter. Yeah, but I mean, 
I mean, we, we just use it as an opportunity to just get our music kind of out there and just our name out there a bit more. Like, we just kind of use it as that and to just meet different people, really. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys yeah. already, you, you've been pretty, you you were gigging pretty relentlessly down gig, uh, Brisbane as well. So, you actually mm. had a, a decent following down there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, when we did our uh, Green Eyes single launch, it was like, it had a good, I'm just trying to think how many people, but I, I <laughs> I'm not too sure. Where'd you where'd you launch that? Oh, it was that Tomcat. Oh um, yeah. Alright. Yeah. And it, and it was on like a it was on a Saturday night yeah. and it was just like just pumping so it was it's, good. It was it's, as long as you play like after t- say like ten o'clock yeah, that's at it, Tomcat, yeah. you're gonna get a mm. decent crew there. I mean I love yeah, that's I, it. I love playing that venue. It's um so dirty and dingy, and I love I love I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, obviously the sound's not fantastic. It's not like playing Soul Bar or anything like that where you actually all dialed in. But mm. I also kind of like that lo-fi approach, and it's very it, it's hum- yeah. humbling in a sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, you you guys would have had the dance floor packed easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. It's good to kind of um even just that sense and like interacting. Um, with the audience as well, just like in just that fun way, and yeah. Just kind of getting, like, just getting to like the getting the nitty gritty kind of sense of just like, oh, I don't feel like dancing, and just getting that out of the window, and just making people just a bit more open, and it's just it's just cool to see that. Yeah. So you because you guys actually had a a, um, a launch plan for Grease Bar too, didn't you? Yeah. So we're gonna do. Um, I think that was in March as well. <laughs> that would have been but, um, sweaty and some really closed commands. It would have been, yeah. We have, we actually haven't played there before, so it would have been a cool like place to. It's kind of like yeah. a cross between Ricks and Tomcat. Oh yeah. Okay, so it's very low-fi, <laughs> but you got a mm. tiny little narrow stage that you got to okay. like, basically line up on. Right. Okay. <laughs> and you got this small area there, and like the bar staff at at, at um, Greaser are awesome. That you can see them dancing to stuff. True, but yeah. you got the tiny little dance floor that's sort of underneath all these archways. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys would have packed that out. That's that's really not a, a hard gig to actually fill up. So you oh, guys, cool. you guys would have people flowing outside the door easily. Yeah. 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 Well, hope, hopefully we'll get to kind of do that in the future i mean we've re we've rescheduled it to to when it's i guess it's kind of all all over but until then yeah <laughs> so all the um because like a lot of bands won't be rescheduling sort of stuff yet but you guys mm. just, uh, so venues are actually just going yeah yeah we'll reschedule for this time are they mm. yeah cool i guess i guess i guess some of them have i mean there's some that have just kind of closed until they like, know when the coast is clear. Yeah, until they know. Yeah, exactly. So, I guess um, if if that's the case, then I guess you got just got to find alternatives to try and play live. Even much mm. more. But, yeah. yeah, I mean that's one thing I haven't even thought about because I was actually supposed to be bringing out an album. Well, Barefoot's bringing out an album this year, but we're fine. But, oh, cool. But, yeah, okay. But Mules is supposed to be bringing out an album too, but I don't think that's going to happen now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'll think I'll just like yeah, we'll bring out a couple of singles and we'll push the album out until next year where we can actually sort of like properly yeah utilize it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. it's just you, you can only kind of I guess put out kind of teasers and stuff at the moment and not like the full product because you want to do it justice as well with a show. That's but, right. Yeah. Yeah. So were you were you having plans of actually going over the border? 
Um, yeah, we'll we'll meant to be. Uh, when was it meant to be? In maybe April, I think. Start of April, I think we're meant to be supporting um, the the Grogans, the Grogans. The, gro- the Grogans. Yeah, yeah, we're meant to be supporting yeah. them with sunflower at um, the Northern. So that would be sick. That didn't. Yeah. Well, the Northern's pretty. It's pretty chill. Um, we we supported Death by Denim when they played down there as well. So it was cool. Dude, yeah. like, just to be honest with you, the Northern's notoriously hard to get into. True. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, unless like um the 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 manager Booker there actually likes you. So as a support, you're fine, but they still mm. check you out. So yeah. 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 Well. But to get a headline there, man, you have to work your ass off. You guys would have... Yeah, true. You guys are capable of doing like um, 345, 350-minute sets, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys would be able to smash it at the rails too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easily. It, yeah. It's it's quite a, like... I, I actually hadn't been there before, but I know heaps of people have played there like Bernard Fanning. And it's pretty loose, like man. That. The rails is yeah, loose. Yeah. It's, it's it, like when we did play there... Um, it was probably like the biggest venue that we played a day there and probably the most amount of people that we played there. So it was kind of, it was like overwhelming, but we were like, oh, this is a great um, like experience to be having, which is cool. Yeah. Well, easily with your repertoire and that sort of stuff, you guys could actually do a run from the coast down as far as coughs in a two-week yeah. stint. You'd be able to do yeah. home, so Solbar, obviously, somewhere yeah. somewhere in Brisbane, so I agree with Tomcat, whatever like that. You could probably do Miami Marquetta. Yeah, yeah. I actually, um, I was organising a um, just like a East Coast tour type of thing. So yep. I was kind of, um, yeah. It was that Miami one, and there was another one. Um, I think Vinny's, and another one called um, the Roadhouse or something like that. Yeah, called... yeah. You got Mo's Mo's Desert Mo's Desert Warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Which that's is, it. That's that, it. That's Beats Cartel. Yeah, right, okay. Okay, so they basically the they also in charge of like Prigin and Scarpa Originals and that sort of stuff too. Ah, true, okay, right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that that would actually work. Even if you did Miami or Moe's if you did Miami on the way down, did Mm. say um, the rails. Oh yeah, down in Byron. Down in Byron. And then then go to Yamba and do the Pacific. Oh yeah. The Pacific Um, just remember the Pacific Hotel <laughs> it's um, a lot of rugby heads down there so it gets loose oh, yeah. um, and then end up at Coffs to mm. play like the Hoi Moe or something like that okay the Hoi Moe is um, you guys would smash it the Hoi Moe a Sunday session at the Hoi Moe would be epic for you guys good fun yeah okay. yeah well because you got to do 345 to 350s oh yeah and um, it, it's it's a big stage good system and you yeah, okay. and you play to a guaranteed crowd there, so it's it's always cool. fun. And then okay. on, and on the way back, I mean, you could always do Mo's if there's a week yeah. week or two difference between the Goldie, like the Miami one, and um, and Mo's, you'd be fine. You could actually oh, do cool. like a big little loop, and that's there's your little sort of over the border two yeah, two yeah. week tour sort of sorted out, yeah, easily. Cool, I'll go keep that in mind. That's actually really well. You can just watch this video back and jot it down and just go, Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. one, that 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 one. What was that again? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. just rewind, pause. Oh, shit. <laughs> and everyone watching this now, just writing down the notes, just going, All right, Miami, my kid. Oh, yeah, this one here. Yeah, yeah, good, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you all the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys haven't done an actual proper film clip for your singles, though, have you? 
No, um, we're trying to do one for nothing's going to bring me down, but um, we, I guess, just the the stars just went aligned for that. Like we tried to kind of DIY it type of thing, but yeah. we just kind of thought, oh, we'll just, yeah. But it just didn't come to um, fruition, but that's okay. Like we'll just. You can always just do one like in, in ISO right now. Everyone just contribute like phone footage of some random shit. And, True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then put out a proper one a little bit later on. It never hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just keeping yeah, content true. flowing. And pe- mm. people just go, ooh, ooh, what's this? Yeah, let's check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've got plenty of ideas, man. Yeah, plenty. <laughs> Keep me busy. Yeah, well, it never stops me. Yeah. It's always going on. So, um... When you played for the first time the Soul Bar Backroom, like a lot of people sort of like that's their that's their pinnacle on the coast here is just to headline that sort of stuff. What was what was your feeling for that? Um I think it's interesting because I used to work there. Yeah. And I'd always so it's interesting being on the other side of it and I'd always just be like, you know, one day I'll play there, I'll play up on that stage, which is interesting. Um and then I think, um, well, a few months later, I'm not working there anymore, obviously. Um, and then I just kind of, just kind of made that my main thing, and just started out in the in the front room, mm-hmm. did a couple of gigs in there, and then got the opportunity to. We meant to support someone. I can't remember who it was, but it was a while ago. Um, we meant to support them, and then they pulled out, and then we. They said, "Do you want to headline?" We're like, "Oh, okay." Like, we just we just kind of just got um, pushed into that kind of spotlight with that, which is okay. Like, it was totally fine. I think I was but, there um, for that one, actually. Oh, true. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I was because I remember seeing you got the headline. Went, you know what? I'm gonna go check this one out. And yeah, yeah. That was actually pretty fun, pretty loose night. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we um, yeah, it was just it was just something different. Like we hadn't like that was that kind of goal. That we wanted to do, so mm. it was kind of it felt good. It felt nice to finally do it. Yeah. Nerves. Mm. I guess like it's I I still I still get them, which is I think it's kind of humbling. It's healthy, it's kind of a bit man. Of a, yeah, and it's a rush as well. Like, oh, I kind of, yeah. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit addicted to it. Yeah. But like um, I think when they start to go, then you kind of go, oh, something's going on here. But um, I still get I still get stage right. Yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm weird. Like with with barefoot, I don't. It's just mm. it's like second nature for me to get up on stage True. with with and yeah. like I got my five brothers up on stage and and yeah yeah yeah. It's, it's a comfort zone there, and I'm just sitting there with Shawnee in the pocket. Mm. Oh keeping, yeah, for sure. And keeping the groove with it and. Yeah, and most of the focus most of the time is on on Asher or or Rowie or Sally instead. Yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really bother me that much, and even mm. with festivals, I really actually don't get that nervous. I think there's mm. been one or two times in the last year where I actually did get a little bit of a jitter, and one of them was at Soul Bar. Okay, I think it was supporting Catch a Fire, if I remember oh, yeah. correctly. And yeah, that's that's a, that's a big gig. Though, well, it is, and the, there were actually quite a few peers. Like there was the trumpet player from Salmonelle Dub was there, and there was oh, okay. uh, and we yeah. just going, shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you just had that moment. Like, yeah, <laughs> but with with mules, every time, I still have it. I still have the nerves. Definitely. True. Yeah. yeah, it's healthy though. But um, it, like you said, the adrenaline rush is there. Yeah, and, yeah, and you sort of like. I don't know about you, but I, I go into a different persona 
If... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't pin you as someone that's an extrovert. I don't know if uh, if I'm if I'm wrong it's, there, but I think what I've realised in time, I feel like I am I'm extrovert when I'm on stage more than anything. That is but it. Yeah. <laughs> but then when um like when I go off stage, then I'm, I guess I'm more introvert or more um, introspective with a lot of things. But I feel like the person, like the I guess the idea of being on stage, like that's kind of part of my personality as well, and I'm mm-hmm. just kind of giving it that outlet. More or less, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to kind of just see like, um, just parts of me that are outgoing and also, um, yeah, just being introverted as well. I it's, think it's yeah. it's like a good balance, really. But yeah, it's weird what happens when you have a mic in front of you, a crowd, yeah. and a little bit of alcohol in you, and see yeah, what actually happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. We, like I said, with mules, it, it it's I have a different personality with mules as it does for barefoot. True. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause mules, um, cause I'm operating like basically two instruments at the same time and mm-hmm. uh, basically more like a band leader in that sense. Cause I'm making sure everything's yeah. running together and, and, and still, yeah. still enjoying the moment. But I'm with mm-hmm. barefoot, I'm actually a little bit looser and I can, I don't know. I think that's why I don't get nervous with barefoot. True. Yeah. It's a weird thing how it all uh, works. Yeah, I, I feel like, I guess, um, um, repetitiveness is comfortable as well. I guess I guess with mules, it's, because um, I've seen you guys play as well, mm. um, more heavier, and I guess it's got that kind of 90s kind of tinge to it as well. Yeah. And it's, and um, I guess the energy's got to be there for it's it as well. different so, energy, that's you know, right. Yeah. Yep. But um, I guess I guess as well, like what I was saying before, like we probably, you probably have those different like um, parts of yourself in these two different projects and so mm. you're kind of giving them that outlet more or less but um yeah it's a good point mm. never really thought of it that way but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's what happens when you're in isolation you start going hmm, okay um i'm <laughs> actually stuff. going to bring up the artwork for nothing's going to bring me down because i want to talk about that because it's yeah sure what i appreciate about this and you know, bring it up you won't see it mm. but yeah okay the simplicity of it mm. Who did it? Uh, Tim, so I drummed oh, it. Oh, you drummed did it? Yeah. Yeah, because it's very, um, well, very fitting for you guys because it's very 70s, mm. early 80s sort of inspired. Mm. And you got the whole silhouette thing. It almost reminds me of that, those silhouettes where they look like a, it's either a vase or um, two Batman kissing looking like Wolverine. Depending uh, on uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was the first thing that came to mind when I actually saw this was, was the True, two, yeah, two yeah. Batman kissing or Wolverine kind of thing. But yeah, <laughs> it's just where my mind goes, man. I can't help that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's subjective to our imagination. Yeah. You see one thing, someone might see something else. But I think that's the key with some things is is, is simplicity. And, oh, yeah, and that's what so. you guys did with this. It's, it's mm. one, it's striking because it's a two, two palette like, cover. Mm. It's contrasting. Stands out. It's simple. Yeah. And shit, you guys should have this on merch, really. Yeah, we'll um, we'll even thinking about. We've actually got some merch actually done, like kind of while this thing was happening. So we're gonna we'll try and like sell them online. But I mean, it'd be better to sell them at shows. Yeah, <laughs> it always only, is. Yeah, we yeah. can only we can only do so much, but. Yeah. We've got them there, so we're just kind of figuring out what we're gonna, or what we want to do with them, pretty much. But yeah, is that just using the um the fins 
Pardon me, the Finns logo that you got, the real retro-looking brown logo. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much just that, and um, it's it's got a it's just got a nice um, kind of glow to it, like it's a good front and back type of um, design. Yeah, but yeah, it's cool. Simplicity it's is key, man, and good. You, yeah, that's it. As long as you're using like really good sort of t-shirts, because I'm I'm picky with my my merch, man. True. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's got to be on either like an AS or Gildan at least. But yeah. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We went through AS actually, yeah. so that's um, <laughs> that's good. Softness is key. Yeah, cotton, that hundred percent cotton. Oh yeah, man. I don't like band shirts that feel like they're itchy. Like, okay, I'm gonna show mm. my age here, but band shirts from the '90s sucked. Oh really? Yeah, because they were they were good because they lasted and like it, mm-hmm. you could still get like nineties if you do your vintage shopping properly. You can get nineties band shirts and they uh, they've still lasted. Whereas you'll find shirts now they won't last as long, but man they're comfy. Right. Whereas the nineties yeah, okay. just take forever. You have to basically live in them, <laughs> shower yeah, in okay. them, and to get them to the level of softness that you actually really True. like. Oh, okay then, you're right. That's just so, big. yeah, yeah. You'd be encouraged more to wear them, pretty much. Yeah, that that is the key to wear it in more. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's um, I'm pretty picky with my t-shirts, so that's 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 fair. that's a trick for people that are looking to get their merch sorted out. Think of think of the comfortability of it, not the cheapness. Yeah. People are yeah, they'll have to write about it. Yeah, they'll have to write that one down. Yeah, another another one to jot down. Yeah. Um, so with with the plans of the EP, how many tracks are you looking at doing? Um, I think about uh, five or six. Cool. We're kind of, we're we're developing because it's probably going to be pretty dancey, but we want to put some like diverse kind of tracks in there. We're just seeing if it will blend into it. But um, I mean that's just like a first kind of mini album thing, and then we'll just see how we go from there. It's just just experimenting. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So you're going to do a digital release of this? Yeah, um, I mean not not digital, a, a physical. That's what I meant, a physical release. Oh, a physical. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll try to definitely. Um, we're just gonna, we're just gonna probably record it all first. I mean, we've got the we've got the songs there that we want to do for it, yep. but um, recording will be another um, another thing. So, so do we'll you just... do do you do that in a home studio sort of setup and just do the drums in a different way, or do you just go all go to the studio, or how do you do it? Yeah, so we pretty much um we just we do everything, um we do everything. Well, Keegan records us. He's got all the equipment and stuff, oh. and we just kind of we just do it pretty DIY. Yeah. Um, but with the drums, we go to Heliport Studio because it's it's hard to it's hard to get a drum sound because we try and it sounds really dry and you don't get that kind of. Thing. You do need but, a good um, drum room. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, they've got they've got their set up there and they've got their room. You know, just pretty much yeah and, um yeah you can't go wrong with a good drum sound either so it's you know it's just yeah it's it's hard to do it you know why but if you've got the room and stuff then you might as well but we just kind of just wanted to do that but yeah yeah i mean it's it's uh, heliport's not cheap but there's a reason for it no yeah that's it eh? yeah it was because of the because the equipment they have, the reset they have. I mean, there's some amazing oh, yeah. there's amazing studios all over the Sunshine Coast here. But yeah, the oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. From what I know, they actually have one of the best drum rooms. But yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you get a bit nervous going in there though? Um, not really. I mean, we've been in there a couple of times, and we know James. He does the mixing for it and stuff, yep. and so we've just kind of gotten to know him on a first base kind of like friendly kind of acquaintance type of thing so it's not it's not too 
nerve-wracking or anything. It's just kind of chill, really, mm. now, which is good. But, yeah, first time it was kind of like, oh, this, you know, this is pretty legit. <laughs> but, yeah. There's a helicopter landing pad over there. and I oh, know, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like, do you know why it's called Heliport? I'm yeah. like, because of that. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, having that kind of, like, name, I mean, you're in the same sort of um, pedigree, having used heliports like fragile animals and um and ayla and mm. yeah this man it's a whole heap of bands that have actually recorded them so that's that's cool yeah, that's yeah. another thing you can put on your on your resume and that sort of stuff and makes it look fancy yeah 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 people love names i think yeah who doesn't i mean that's <laughs> yeah we're all kind of like whores when it comes to that but yeah, just uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Oh man, that's it's actually believe it or not, it's nearly forty minutes. Really? Yeah. Good casual oh. chats with you, man. Yeah, that was good. So um, yeah. yeah, we'll wrap this up. Mr. Mitchell Burt from the Finns. Um nothing that's gonna bring me down is has already been out, like I said. Um I'll link to the Cube Effect um video and and to Nothing's Gonna Bring Me Down in the uh description below. And, uh, yeah, hang on the line, man. I'll have a quick chat to you afterwards. Uh, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, geez, Mr. Mitchell Burt. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. As always, if you've never subscribed to this channel before, please press the little subscribe button down the bottom and ring the bell to get your notifications. Uh, cheers for tuning in and uh, stay alert for the next one.